Hello, Finns Nation! Welcome back to another episode of the Finns with Frisch podcast, now brought to you by Riviera Produce. Riviera Produce has the best fruits and vegetables in the game. So if you're interested in that, in, in healthy fruits and vegetables, then Riviera Produce is the place to go. Anyway, enough about fruits and veggies. Let's talk about the Miami Dolphins. Another casual 40-burger. The Dolphins win 42-21. to The Dolphins are, of course, the number one offense in the NFL and currently average more points than any other team in the history of football per game besides the Denver Broncos in 2013, who I believe we will surpass. The Dolphins are 5-1, and one, sitting in second place in the AFC because of losing the conference record tiebreaker to the Kansas City Chiefs. But there's all good vibes in Miami. Now, we've got a huge game this week, and we're going to bring on... Longtime Finns fan, and in my book, football expert Jeremy Hawk, to discuss the massive game that we've got coming up this Sunday. But for right now, it's all good vibes. Now, as far as the Dolphins' identity, everyone knows what it is. It's it's deep shots. It's an exciting team. It's Tyree Kill, who's on pace for 2,300 yards, running by everyone. The Dolphins are a track team. And I think they they can be physical as well. But the identity is a track team. And the Fins with Frisch podcast is now also going to find its identity. We have a defined mission on this podcast. And this mission is defined by one word. Accountability. We live in an era where many people are not being held accountable. In the football world, there's players like Justin Herbert who are not held accountable. There's coaches who aren't held accountable. There's kickers in college who are not held accountable, who ruin games by missing kicks. And on this podcast, what we're going to be doing is holding these people accountable. We're going to be talking about the Dolphins, obviously. There's a Dolphins podcast. But we're going to be holding accountable poor play, poor coaching, lack of discipline, And then the Dolphin haters and the Tua haters who come out when the Dolphins lose a game and take victory laps and talk about how drafting Tua over Herbert was a mistake and then decide to disappear and block people on social media, we're going to be holding those people accountable as well. So with all that being said, that is the purpose of the Clown of the Week Award, which is going to be a weekly award given out. Kyle Brandt won it last week. It's going to be a weekly award given out to whoever the biggest clown is, whether that's a player or whether that's a coach or someone on Twitter. And this week, the clown of the week is somebody on Twitter by the name of Theo Ash. Now, everyone on Dolphins Twitter knows who he is, but for those of you who don't know who he is, maybe you're a fan or just a casual listener, Theo Ash is basically... One of the biggest Tua haters out there. Maybe the biggest Tua hater out there. Now, I actually had recorded this last night before the Chargers game, but there's been a recent development. Theo Ash is not only a Tua hater, but he's Justin Herbert's biggest fan. So last night, obviously, Justin Herbert throws a game-losing pick, and many people don't care, Theo Ash included, because he's six foot six and can throw far. But Theo Ash resorted to blocking Dolphin fans on Twitter. 
So he was already going to be the Clown of the Week, but now he's even solidified his spot as the Clown of the Week even more. But the initial reason why Theo Ash was going to be the Clown of the Week anyway, because there's plenty of two haters out there. Steven Ruiz, I'm sure, will find himself on this list. If you're looking for the worst quarterback rankings in the entire world, actually, I have a friend named Jake who has the worst quarterback rankings, not the one that's coming on the show later, but the second worst quarterback rankings and the worst mainstream, this guy Steven Ruiz. He hates Tua. He loves Herbert. He did not win Clown of the Week this week. He will win it at some point this season, I'm sure, but the reason Theo Ash is the Clown of the Week is because this man had the audacity to release a video basically saying that statistics when it comes to the quarterback position just don't matter. So, Theo Ash, he hates Tua and Brock Purdy, who have both been playing great this season. Obviously, Brock Purdy didn't win the game this week, even though he put his team in position to kick a game-winning field goal. The Niners lose the game. It's Brock Purdy's first loss of his entire career, and all the analytics guys are taking their victory laps. But... Before this week, Theo Ash just made a video. He showed all the quarterbacks and had them all ranked by EPA. And he was like, look, this list is inaccurate. And I think it showed Matt Stafford at 23rd in EPA. And, and he was saying, like, Matt Stafford's not the 23rd best quarterback in the NFL. Haha, <laughs> I just proved that stats don't matter. And the funny thing about that, I remember arguing with my friends about football in 2015, 2016. I don't remember me ever talking about EPA. I think EPA is actually a recent creation by the football nerds, the statistical nerds that don't really watch the game. They just, you know, they just calculate numbers and then they pretend they know what they're talking about. So he's talking about a stat that people in his world think is important. Your average fan doesn't even really care that much about EPA or didn't until recently. But Theo Ash makes a video. He says, stats don't matter. So basically... Brock Purdy and Tua, yeah, they're putting up great stats, but it's because of the system. And Justin Herbert, whose stats aren't as good as Tua's, but are still nonetheless good, you know, it it doesn't matter. Justin Herbert, according to Theo Ash and Stephen Ruiz and other TikTok guys and PFF guys and analytical guys, are better than Tua Tungavailoa. Now, Theo Ash, I think very lowly of his intelligence, but he's not a complete idiot. He's smarter than your average Giants fan. He doesn't actually think statistics don't matter. He's just saying they don't matter because they don't tell the story that he wants it to tell. And how do I know that Theo Ash is not a complete idiot and that he knows that statistics matter? October 31st of 2022, Theo Ash released a tweet mocking people who don't think Justin Herbert is great. And he said, quote, and this is like quotes in his tweet. What has Justin Herbert done to be ranked in the top 10? End quote. He put up a 500 yard, or I'm sorry, 5,300 yard, 41 TD season and led a top three offense. So I don't know if this is a recent development or not, but October 31st of last year, stats mattered to Theo Ash. October. 17th of this year, stats don't matter. So when Justin Herbert has 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns and his, and his offense is top three, stats matter. But when Tua's leading the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns and passer rating and passing yards per attempt 
And the Dolphins are not only the number one offense in the league, but the number one offense of all time, not including the Denver Broncos in 2013, so the number two offense of all time, then throw all the stats out the window. They don't matter. It is a coincidence that Tom Brady, Mahomes, and, and Peyton Manning are the only guys to throw 50 touchdowns. Put Nathan Peterman in Tom Brady's offense, and he would have had six Super Bowls and thrown 50 touchdowns and had an undefeated regular season. It's all circumstantial. Unless you're Justin Herbert, he would succeed anywhere. It, the, only, the only time Justin Herbert would not succeed, evidently, is when Keenan Allen's wide open on Monday Night Football. Relating everything back to the Dolphins. And by the way, Theo, I, I do need to congratulate you. You are a clown. You are the week six clown of the week. You would have a hard time finding a larger clown than yourself at a street fair circus or young child's birthday party. So congratulations to you. Relating all this to the Dolphins, we, everyone, we all get so worked up about all these opinions of people on Twitter and all these guys who are trying to discredit Tua and saying, you know, it's a system, it's my, if, if Justin Herbert had these guys. Look, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. We're 5-1. and one. We've got the number one offense in the league. We've got the number one quarterback in the league in every stat, which matters to every single person in the world except for Theo Ash. And we're going to continue to keep winning. So, as much as these guys want to scream and cry on Twitter... It does not affect our bottom line. So with that being said, now let's discuss the current state of the Miami Dolphins. To do that, we welcome back Jeremy Hawk. Jeremy, welcome to another episode. Pleasure again, Jack. Thank you for having me. This was a blast last week. I'm happy you brought me on again to talk some Dolphins football. Let's do it. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on. So let's go. I want to go... We'll talk a little bit about the current state of the Dolphins, but I really, you know, we've got our first real football game since mm-hmm. since week one. I mean, the way I see it, every team we've played was terrible. We lost a trap game against the Bills. We were playing a much better team the next week, the Giants. Clearly, that's what we were focused on then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got the Eagles coming up. But before we get into that, um, important question. So before the season, Tyree Kill said... I'm going to have 2,000 yards, and we're going to win a Super Bowl. The NFL has been, has been around since 1966, and no receiver in the history of the game has ever had 2,000 yards. If Tyreek has 2,000 yards this year and the Dolphins win the Super Bowl, is that the most legendary preseason prediction by a player in the history of sports? Absolutely, dude. That just like is the definition of Tyreek Hill. He's so confident and just knows he's better than everybody. That's just like what makes him great and this is what we're talking about like that contagiousness like the contagiousness that we were saying like his greatness his attitude his cockiness makes everybody else feel the same way when you see this guy being great it makes the team great so that's my take on i think it would be the most legendary thing ever that's some serious stuff yeah no absolutely and look the dolphins there's been a lot of talk of the team you know we played a bunch of bad teams We've done everything we're supposed to do. You'd love to yeah. be six and zero at this point. You know, it was it was a bad loss to the Bills, and in all seriousness, that's the best team we've played. But you know, it's it's difficult to win every game. There's mm-hmm. a reason there's no undefeated team, and I've got a good stat for you. So the Dolphins are averaging eight yards per play, number one in the league. Uh-huh. Number two in the league is the Bills, and the Bills average six yards per play. The thirty-second ranked team in yards per play is the New York Giants at four point one. So that means the gap between the Dolphins and the next team in yards per play 
is bigger than the Bills at two and the Giants at 32. I mean, yeah. we're witnessing a historic offense. It's a really ridiculous stat, dude. I didn't know that stat. That's freaking nuts you pulled that out. That's impressive stuff by the team. It's just like everything that we keep seeing, dude. You bring up that stat, but there's endless stats about this offense that you just keep seeing. Like, I'm seeing this get compared to, like, the greatest show on turf. We're getting compared to Kurt Warner's Super Bowl team. We're getting compared to the Peyton Manning Broncos. who threw 55 touchdowns that season. We're getting compared to Joe Montana and Jerry Rice-led teams. Like, seeing our team, it's just like, that's just one more stat. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just like, there's endless amounts of those stats. That's how good this offense has been. Like, you're right. Obviously, you want to be 6-0 at this point. We haven't played anybody great, but they're doing what they have to do. And hope we got a major test this week, man. Yeah. We got a major test. We got to take away all the good things, take away the bad things. And that's what great teams do. They piece those things together. Week by week, league, get better each week. Let's see what they can put together. Take the good things away and prove on the bad things. See what they got this week. Yeah. No, and and one of the you know one of the things about this team that I think really bodes well for the future is that look, it it, it was definitely a journey to get here, but I think Tua. I mean, Tua's definitely shown he's an elite quarterback at this point. And the funny thing is, quarterback play right now is down across mm-hmm. the NFL. It's the worst it's been in my life in in twenty three years. Yeah. And you know, I think. A lot of people have gotten gotten so caught up in these plays that quarterbacks make, where they're on the these off platform throws, these mm-hmm. throws across the, your body, you know, these throws where you're fading out of bounds. And at the end of the day, I think being a good quarterback comes down to how well you can throw from the pocket. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, take a guy like Drew Brees, and then take a guy like Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert can make a crazy throw. Josh Allen can make mm-hmm. a crazy throw. And then you look at Caleb Williams in college. How many of those guys are going to end up being better than Drew Brees was? No, they won't. The legends. That exactly. guy. Yeah. And, you know, I as of, so this is all I can find, but as of December 1st last year, Patrick Mahomes had 30 passing touchdowns. Only seven of them were outside the pocket. Hmm. So I think over the years, you know, we've gotten so caught up in, you know, Tua can't throw the ball 75 yards off of his back foot. Hmm. But I think he throws from the pocket as well as anyone besides probably Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And I think there's only, you know, six really good pocket passers right now. I don't see any in college, and I think that's big for the future of this team. No, no, I agree. And everybody keeps looking at this creativity stuff. When you look back at all the all-time greats, like, you're right. These guys are all amazing pocket passers, and they were great at what they did best. That's what makes Tua so good. Obviously, he's a little athletically limited. He can't run. He can't get out of the pocket and make plays as well as other people can. But, like... His anticipation, his willingness to stick and move around in the pocket and really make these great throws up the middle, up the seams, to the sidelines. He's so good at what he's good at. Like that's what he, that's a step that he's taken this year. Is like we get a little frustrated when we start playing outside of what we see us be great at. And that's when we're like they, when, when we try to overthink things a little, that's when we're not great. When we play our game, Tua plays his game, plays to his strengths, that's when we're freaking awesome, dude. Like when he's playing at his strengths, that's what you need in your quarterback. He's playing perfect for exactly He's doing exactly what we need him to, man. It doesn't have to be crazy. You can't get caught in this creativity bubble. Yeah, exactly. Look, there are certain throws that Tua doesn't have that many. He has, he has some, the throw against the Chargers on 3rd yeah. and 10 at the end of the game. Oh, but unreal. But he doesn't have that many throws that are going to make a crazy six-second clip on social media like Justin Herbert does. But he also doesn't throw terrible interceptions at the end of games to lose games or miss or miss uh, Keenan Allen when he's wide open on Monday Night Football. It's the freaking Twitter casuals, man. You know how it is. You're the biggest advocate of that, that people see these throws on Twitter and people just get roasted for no reason. I'm listening to Stephen A. Smith today on, fir- on first take. That guy is out of his mind, by the way. Great marketer, good for his, you know, sell brand himself, blah, blah, blah. That guy's an idiot. 
like Stephen A today was saying, like he's like, I don't know if you all have been watching these Dolphins games, <laughs> but all Tua Tagovailoa does is throw it two yards to his guys and he just run. And all he says, like, I don't know if you guys are watching this. <laughs> like, if you're watching the games, you know Tua throws the ball down the field more than any other quarterback in the league. Well, the bet, the best part of that video I saw is that. As he's saying it, they're showing him throw the ball 40 yards that, down the field. That was the best part. Every single clip, it's him throwing the ball down the field. <laughs> and and another guy, I think it was Jeff Saturday, and I think it was Chad, they're like nodding their head. They're like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, anything to discredit our guy. It's but, insane, dude. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all narratives. It's all about these guys pushing false stuff. You, you know that. It's all about things looking cool. People, it's it's ridiculous these days. Yep. Well, at the end of the day, we're 5-1, and one, and as much as I'd love to sit here and talk about how well we've played six games in the season... Look, the you know September and October are the least important parts of the season. Yep. We've got a big game this week, and let's get into that. Let's do it. So, thinking about ways you beat our team, I thought New England had a great game plan, and I don't know if they they showed the blueprint for how to beat us, but yeah. I think they showed what your game plan should be, what uh-huh. you want to do, and that's you want to run the football, yep. you want to have the ball for as much time as possible, mm-hmm. you want to keep our, our offense off the field, and defensively, you don't want to get beat deep. So you want to bend, you don't want to break, and mm-hmm. then you need to get stops in the red zone. Yep. Now, New England doesn't have the guys to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think the Eagles, from an offensive standpoint, you know that's what they do best. They're number two in time possession, uh-huh. and they, they're number two in, in running the football in uh-huh. the league right behind us. Um, so the best team besides us at running the ball is them. And I think um, you know, this is going to be a really good test. This is... The team that has the opposite style that we have, and I think the focus this week needs to really, really be on stopping the run. Oh, it obviously has to be, dude. Like, I want, first and foremost, we're, we're winning the football game this week. Yes, sir. We are. They're, win- they're winning this football game, but um, like we talked about in last week's episode, obviously a lot of people think this is going to be a shootout. Like you're saying, like we got to stop the run, we got to do this, we got to do that. If we're going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, this defense needs to step, they need to step up at the end of the day. We need to sell out on the run, go... Go all out. Let Jalen Hurts beat you as a passer this Absolutely, week. Yeah. Like you're talking about all these great pocket passers in the league. Like Jalen Hurts, he's he's very 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 good. Don't get me wrong. Jalen Hurts is not an elite pocket passer. He's right. not. No, no. He's, I, he's a very good quarterback. Like let him beat you. Don't let Jalen Hurts beat you with his feet and get outside, make plays. Don't get beat by the run. Let Jalen Hurts beat you as a passer. Throw to his guys. And if you lose that way, it is what it is. Like let's get some pressure this week. Let's sell out a little. Like it's, it's it's all about that run, man. You know, it's pretty obvious that's how you beat the Eagles. But like it's gonna be the defense this week that needs to win us this football game. Yeah, you know it's funny. I completely agree with what you're saying, and I think that it's not Fangio's style mm-hmm. to send eight guys every play. Yeah. But I really think they need to do that this week. Some time of possession stats for you: three times this year, teams have had a chance to beat the Eagles at the end of the game. They've had the ball with a chance to win the football game. The mm-hmm. Patriots had a chance to do it. The Washington Commanders had a chance to do it, and obviously the Jets this week, they Mm -hmm. did beat them. In those three games, the Eagles possessed the ball for 30 minutes and 48 seconds versus the Patriots, 30 minutes and 55 seconds versus Washington, 30 minutes and 44 seconds versus the Jets. In Washington, they lost the time possession battle because they went to OT. Mm -hmm. The other three games where the teams got blown out, the Vikings made it one score, they scored a garbage time touchdown, never got the ball back. Their lowest time of possession... 37 minutes and 55 seconds. Wow. And how, how do you stop a team from having 37 minutes of possessing the ball? You stop the run. Yeah. It's all, it's all it is, man. And obviously that's not an easy task to do, but that's how you got to do it. And that's like 
the Eagles are going to stick to their identity. They're not going to try playing outside of what they do. They're going to try to develop that early on, give the ball swift, pound you with a line of scrimmage. They're going to do that from the get-go. Just you got to come out early, man. you got to come out swinging and set the tone immediately in this football game. Like, no, no BSing at the at, at the beginning. Like they're gonna try doing their thing. We gotta answer. I'm just really curious what the scheme's gonna look like. Like you're saying, like Fangio is really not his thing. Like sending eight, like in, sending all these guys blitzing. Like he's more of a conservative type of defensive minds. But it can't be like that this time. We gotta set the tone physically, schematically, everything right, right from the first play. Yeah, and you know we definitely can't defer if we get the if we. Oh no, we're not, we talked about this. I'm sick of it. But um. You know, it's interesting because we're two teams that almost have opposite identities. Yep. And I don't want to say we're not a physical team, but our, our identity is, you know, going deep, winning shootouts. Uh-huh. And I think in a game like this, the first, you know, the beginning of the game is so important, especially a team like the Eagles, because you want the game to be the type of game that your team plays. Dolphin, so the game that the Eagles dominate, they possess the ball for 38 minutes, they rush for 200 yards. And a game that the Dolphins dominate, we score 50 points or that's seven. Their, that's them at their best. And, like, what we're saying, the Eagles do know how to win in different ways. That's what makes them great. That's exactly. why they're in the Super Bowl last year. What, they go 14-3 and three last year? Yeah. That's why the Eagles are a great team. They can win in different ways. They've proven to do that. They can win a shootout. They can win a 10-3 game. They can win running the ball. They can win throwing the ball. They can do this and do that. But, like, we, they're going to try – like, what we were just saying, they're going to try to do this stuff regardless. And when they're at their best, like – but their best football is running the football. If you could take that away, take their best football away, just like how we were saying the Patriots kind of took our best football away, like, that's how you beat this team. The Patriots didn't beat us, but as good of a chance as anybody to beat us. Right, yeah. And, you know, the Bills game, we just came out flat, in my opinion. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, it's, it is, it is like you said, it's way easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But here's why I think you really want to sell out on the pass. The Dolphins are, are comfortable. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, you want to sell out on the run because... You can win a... Sh- you, we're, we're comfortable in a shootout. Oh, of course. That's our style. Right, exactly. So, you want to create a situation where you put eight guys in the box, and, and it'll get easier to do things like this once you get Ramsey back, and, you know, there's questions out yeah. of power's health, you know. You don't... You want your corners to be able to play man coverage, but even if they can't, say Xavier Howard gets beat deep, and it's a 75-yard touchdown. Yeah. If... Xavier Howard gets beat deep, and then the offense is back on the field, and then we score a touchdown, and then you're sending eight again, and then they score another deep touchdown. It becomes a shootout. It becomes the type of game you want it to become. And in that situation, we have the best receivers in the league, and we have the second-best passer in the league. And in this game, we have the better passer, we have the better receivers. So you want to create a shootout. Mm -hmm. And it's easier, you know, you're a basketball guy. You know, I remember, so Charles Barkley, they asked him if Draymond Green could guard him, and he was like, you're never going to stop a great player. And he was like, me and Carl Malone, these guys. It it goes both ways where, you know, the Eagles are going to try to keep Tyreek in front of them. Tyreek's a great player. They're not going to be able to do that the whole game. Mm -hmm. Similarly, the Eagles have the best running game in the NFL besides us statistically. But from a pure running standpoint, our pass game opens up the run. You know, as far as offensive line and actually running the football, I think they do it better than anyone. It's easier said than done. But if you create a situation where there's no safety help, you're sending everyone to the line of scrimmage, and you're saying, we're not going to let you run the football, I think overall you can turn it into a shootout. And that's exactly what we want to do. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100% there. Like I said earlier that you want to win this game playing defense, but if you kind of turn it into your type of game, that's another way you could win this without trying to get too far out of your identity. Like, you're staying within your identity there, but you're taking the Eagles out of your game, like you're saying. They don't want to be in a shootout with us. No. 
they're, they're not preparing this week like that. They're, they're trying to run the ball. They're trying to run the ball up the guard. They're trying to beat you on the ground, beat your line of scrimmage on both ends. Like if you could take that their game that game away, you got the serious chance of winning a serious football game on the road this week. Yeah, no, I mean this is a huge game. There, there's no way around it. And you know, I think that that's look. I'm not saying you want to give up a 70 yard touchdown. I get what you're saying. The situation you really don't. I think the Eagles are. They're what the Ravens were supposed to be. They're mm-hmm. they're better at running the football in the Ravens. The Ravens just grind you out. They, yeah. they they kill the clock. They beat you on defense. They have a better defense than the Ravens. They have a better run game. I think Jalen Hurts is a little bit better of a passer than Lamar. And I like Lamar as a passer. I think Lamar is an underrated passer. It's kind of irrelevant. But I think Jalen Hurts is a good passer. I don't think he's the type of passer that yeah. Tua is, definitely from the pocket. And... You, what you don't want is you don't want to get the ball for the first time in the game with six minutes and forty eight seconds left, down seven nothing, and they just went four for four on first de- on third down. Of course not. You can't go down two scores in this game. That's just like unacceptable. Right. You think that's gonna be really hard to come back against a team that was in the Super Bowl last year? Yeah. Which is not happening. And, and we should be fair to the Eagles. So I was looking at it, and two times last year they were down two scores, uh-huh. and they came back and won against the Colts and Jaguars. One time they were down two scores, and they did not come back and win. Mm-hmm. But that's what you want to create for them. It's not familiar territory where they're down two scores, especially against a team like us. We want to jump on them early, yep. and we want to stop the run, and we want this to be our type of football game. Absolutely, my man. Yep, so keys to the game, take the lead early, uh, maximize your possessions on offense, and sell out on the run. I know. Like you said, it's easy to say all that, but if you take care of those three things, put yourself in a really good situation to win a big-time football game on the road. Yeah. So, Statement freaking game this week, man. We're, yeah, we're gonna be there. Yeah, no, we are. We are gonna be there. First, first experience for both of us on Sunday night football, and yeah, uh, this isn't a thing. For all those listeners over here, Jack and I have been fans for um probably twenty three years now, which we have. It's a stretch to say because we've only been alive for twenty three years. But um, I this year when we played the Patriots, I can't think this year on Sunday night football. I couldn't tell you the last time we played a Sunday night football game. Last year against the Steelers, we played terrible. Oh, we did. You're right. Yeah. But like, it's just, <laughs> just like, it's not, just like, like this. not a thing. Like, this is getting talk is like game of the year. Dude. Like, this is got to be Super Bowl preview. I don't want to jump ahead of ourselves, but like, this game is getting some serious looks and like goes back to our appreciation thing, dude. Like, that's why I keep thinking about when I think about this team. Like, blessed to be watching this team through six weeks right now. How much fun this team is, seeing who they're getting compared to, and. Really getting to show how good they are on the big stage. Because we've seen in the past six weeks, they, yes, they have a lot of room for improvement. They haven't played great teams. They've shown their greatness. And not everybody's sold on this team. And you're hearing some talk. Like Some people think this team's really, really legit. Some aren't sold. And this is a serious opportunity. And great teams, they have the opportunity, will pounce on the opportunity and really show the world that they are great. So yeah. I'm really excited, dude. No, yeah. And look, you know how I am. I'm not about the noise. I'm not about, you know, yeah. the outside, what people are saying about the team. We know everyone hates the Dolphins. But look, this is big. If not for making a statement for the media and for other fans, just for this team's confidence. Yeah. You've played, look, the Chargers game at the time was supposed to be a big test. Uh-huh. I'm not a Chargers guy, but I wouldn't be shocked if they were in the playoff conversation at the end of the season. And they are a team with enough talent where if they get in, they can do damage. Again, not a Chargers guy, but... At the time, that was supposed to be a test, but the only real test we had, we lost 48-20. So if you go to Philly, and it, 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 as far as a bottom line game, it's it's an NFC team. It's not going to change. It's likely not going to change uh-huh. your seed in the AFC. It's not going to affect you as a tiebreaker. It yeah. can. It's not as big as the Chiefs game in the grand scheme of things. But uh-huh. you don't want to go. You don't want to be five and two 
where you played two teams that are being looked at as Super Bowl contenders, and you lost two games by 30 points. No, it's all about... It's, it's, a, it's a mind thing, dude. This team just needs to see that they have the, the, the ability to win a game like this, and that pays dividends. That literally sets the tone for the season. Like, who cares about all the external stuff, the fans, outside noise, the media? Like, this is a team... This, this is a game this team needs to win for themselves. They need to learn that they can win a game like this. Exactly. In Philly, a game of this magnitude, that shows so much. That just elevates and brings your confidence to another level. That's just, you know, like, that locker room. Like, when you keep listening to this team and just you keep hearing the words, like, vibes, fun, this and that, like, it's time to get to a different level. Like, right. we need to hit a different level, and this is the game where you do this, dude, internally. Like, so your team hits the next step mentally, and they know they can win a big-time game on the road against the team that was in the Super Bowl last year. You win a game like this, you can win any type of football game. Right. right? No, yeah, exactly. And so, so week one... When we beat the Chargers, we were like, this win felt different. Like, yeah. we beat the Ravens, and we beat Buffalo in weeks two and three last year, but the Buffalo game, you know, Josh Allen short-armed a potential go-ahead touchdown at the end, and, you know, we had the punt situation, and, and the Ravens game, we, we were down 21 points in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. So, it's like, we went on the road and dominated a team that was supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, yeah. and I think that confidence carried over, and, and here we are on a Sunday night game that the world's going to be watching against a known Super Bowl contender, yeah. and I think winning this game will pay huge dividends down the road. I agree, dude. This is as big as it gets, bro. At this point in the season for a Week 7 football game, like you said, October football isn't like the most meaningful thing, but like this game sets the tone for, for January. Absolutely. It does. It does. No, yeah. All right, can I get a score prediction? Score prediction: twenty-seven, twenty-three Dolphins. I love it, love it. It's going, it's going, it's going under. Going under? Yeah. Look, I, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. I feel like most of our Sunday night games have gone under. I, I'm not sure. I know the Steelers game was sixteen ten last uh-huh. year, or whatever it was. That definitely went under. Pat's game twenty four seventeen probably was under, but uh, uh-huh. no, nah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And you know me, dude. Like obviously, everything we talked about, like we think the Dolphins are going to win from like lots of good football points. Like, you know me how I think. I think from, like, a better's edge. Yeah. The line's trending down. We opened at two-and-a-half-point underdogs. We're one-and-a-half-point underdogs now. If Vegas didn't think we could win this football game, the Eagles would be three-and-a-half-point favorites. Oh, absolutely. The Dolphins being one, one one-and-a-half-point dogs on the road, that clearly shows they think the Dolphins are a better football team. Look, yeah, no, definitely. And look, Vegas, what they think matters. They affect the games. They rig the games. But, um... But, um... (laughs) Yeah, you know, and, and if, we're, if we're not going to get respect from the media, if Tua's not going to get respect from the media, at least we're getting respect from Vegas. That's the team's what we want. Respect. Tua's the MVP favorite right now, or the yeah. co-MVP favorite. You know, I, we're the division favorite, so, you know, Stephen A. and Colin Coward won't give us our respect. At least Vegas will. Absolutely, I agree. I'm hyped off for this weekend, Jack. This is going to be a fun experience. Me too, man. baby. Let's, let's go. It's a fun season. Awesome. Let's do it, man. Let's keep it going. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for coming on. Anytime, my man. Another great conversation with a great Finns fan, Jeremy Hawk. Jeremy Hawk is an ally of the show. And we're going to be bringing on two different types of people onto the show. One, all Finns fans are welcome. So allies like Jeremy Hawk. And we'll also speak to some enemies. Enemies of... Enemies being the team that we played the previous week or the team that we're playing during the upcoming week. So... With that being said, I'd like to welcome the first enemy ever onto the show, who's actually a friend of Zach Sealer's, but an enemy of Dolphin Nation this week, an Eagles fan, lifelong Eagles fan from 
Scarsdale, New York, Jake Fisher. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Frischman. I'm excited to be part of Fins with Frisch this weekend. Yeah, no, we're, we're excited to have you on. So, uh, listen, tough game last week. What happened? Yeah, honestly, it was, it was a shit show. It was, it was tough to sit through. I was in the stadium, um, surrounded by Jets fans, even though there was a bunch of Eagles people around there. But the whole game, I mean, they, they threw it away. You don't deserve to win a game with four turnovers. Um, Jalen didn't have his best game. Could be the worst game of his career. Um, I don't think that people should judge him too quickly on this. I think it's going to light a fire in him for the upcoming week to take down the Dolphins and, and start that treachery schedule we have coming up with Buffalo and, and a tough Chiefs game. And um, the Dolphins is going to be a first win for us to, to knock that off the board. Is that is that what it's going to be? Yeah, definitely. I mean, as, as I was saying, the problems with the game I saw, honestly, was... Brian Johnson could be the worst offensive coordinator I've ever seen for the Eagles. Um, I believe they brought him on just because he's friends with Jalen Hurts. And maybe having that relationship of being best friends and not being the coach to someone could be an issue going forward. Um, but they, they passed the ball 46 times. I mean, they didn't establish a run, which you can't open up the play action. Um, and overall, I just think that they didn't run the right plays at the right time. They ran a lot of open backfield. Um, didn't have Swift back there. They would put Boston Scott and Gamewell in way more times than, than Swift was in there um, on on crucial downs. And I just think that they got to run the ball. It worked every single game. Didn't They didn't even try it against the Gents. I know they have Quinn and Williams and a great defensive front seven. But you got to run the ball to open up that pass against those practice squad cornerbacks that, you know, shut down Devontae Smith. Uh, don't even get me started about Devontae Smith. That man is an amazing football player, but that was the worst game he's probably ever played from high school to now. I mean, he couldn't catch the ball. It, it, it was shocking. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm just curious. Are you guys getting a different offensive coordinator for this coming week? I mean, they might have to pull me up. I, I might have to go in there, put the headset on. Um, I think Nick Sirianni um, needs to be more involved with play calling. Um, Brian Johnson needs to sit down and look over film of what happened in the past weeks to see how they could come in with the Dolphins. Um, the one thing I will say, the positive of the game, was the Eagles were without Slay, Jalen Carter, Sidney Brown. Um, Lane Johnson went down, but the defense really held its own. The, the, Dolph, uh, the, the Jets got three turnovers for the last one, obviously, which was the game-losing pick, but the Eagles were able to stop them. Um, there were the defensive ends and the defensive line played so well. They only let up um, field goals, honestly. They didn't let them score until the last, you know, 30, 40 seconds of the game. And that's all you can ask for from your defense. And the, the offense didn't perform, and that's why they lost the game. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, you're saying, you're coming on saying that the Eagles are going to get the win this week. I mean, and it's, you know, you're noting all the injuries, Lane Johnson and Slay was out. The Jets were missing a guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's Aaron Rodgers. Um, so, yeah, it was a good defensive performance against one of the game's elite quarterbacks, Zach Wilson. They're putting up a lot of points a week, so congratulations to you guys. But, yeah, so it, it is funny. So we were actually just talking about with, with Jeremy was the key to the game is actually stopping the run. So yeah, I think, you know, we're two completely different teams. We want to turn it into a shootout. We, you guys want to turn it into a running game, um, you know, and I think that's what's going to decide the game this week. Yeah, honestly, um, I, I think the Eagles' defense is going to dominate the Dolphins' run game. I mean, Mostert's not going to be getting these long runs. 
they're going to have to rely on Tyreek Hill, quick passes, Waddle, and all that. I mean, I, to be honest, the Eagles' pass defense isn't the best I've seen. Um, they do let up a lot of yards to receivers like they did to Justin Jefferson. Um, they didn't do it this past game, but with uh, Sidney Brown coming back, Slay's coming back, Jalen Carter's coming back, I don't think the Dolphins are going to be able to run the ball for sure. There's there's no chance. Yeah, I mean, you guys should probably just stack the box, leave Darius Slay one-on-one with Tyreek and, and see how that works out for the team. Yeah, I mean, I, I work with Tyreek. Tyreek's probably the best receiver in the game. I'll give him that. Probably. Um, if they're gonna give, they might give up 150 yards and a touchdown to Tyreek, but they're still gonna win the game. Dude, they're, they're not gonna win the game, dude. Is Jay, so, what about the mental factor? I mean, Jalen Hurts to his college backup. How, how does he think about that coming into the game? Oh, I think that's only more of fire for him. That's more of a reason that the Eagles are gonna come out and just. I don't think it's gonna be a dominating win. I think it's gonna be high scoring. I think it's gonna be um, a very close game that comes down to the last couple of minutes. But I think the Eagles will pull through. Definitely being at home at the link. It's gonna be rocking. Frisch is gonna have black eyes. Um, it's it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a nightmare for Frisch in that stadium, and he's gonna have to sleep in Philly and just cry all night. I'm not. Yeah, crying happy tears for biggest Sunday night football win that we've had in my entire life. But yeah, I mean that's the thing. Jalen Hurts, he's got to look across the field and be like, wow, like he'll be looking at number one wearing wearing a Dolphins jersey, and be like, Nick Saban looked at me, and then he looked at that guy and was like, I I went with that guy, and that's you know that's why the only reason Jalen Hurts is a national champion. Is because of Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, yeah, that could be a reason. I mean, Jalen did bring them there. He did. Um, he had an un- unreal season. He did. He did choke in the national championship, and Tua was put in to save him. But he did have a remarkable season with Oklahoma when he did leave. So it shows that he's able to come in with any team and, and dominate. Um, I was at the Super Bowl last year, and and I know it's hard to talk about. I'll never go back to the state of Arizona, but Jalen Hurts had. An amazing game. I mean, no, the, the Chiefs couldn't stop him. He he's just an elite quarterback. He's a top five quarterback in the league, and I don't care what you're going to say, but he is one of the best quarterbacks that ha- the Eagles have uh, had on their roster. I know they had to go through Carson Wentz and Sam Bradford. Um, that's the last time. Uh, the last two games actually that the Eagles did play the Dolphins, they did lose. Um, they also have Wentz and Sam Bradford, so it's going to be a little bit tough of a game. Um, for the Eagles to pull this out, but it's it's definitely going to be the game of the week, maybe the game of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's just it's a statement game for both teams. Whoever comes out of this, it's it's a huge statement for, to the NFL, and um, I know the Eagles will be victorious. Well, I mean, you were right about everything you said into, until those last uh, few words where you said the Eagles will be victorious. That will not be what happens. But listen, I'm not here to disrespect Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts, and I don't disagree. He's top five. He's elite. Um, I just think that what Tua is becoming – is people people need to remember before Tua's hip injury, he was going to be the number one pick over Joe Burrow after Burrow had the most historic college football season ever. So it kind of got lost because the media hated Tua and they wanted him to be terrible and they wanted us to replace him after he was three games into his career. You guys like Colin Coward saying, yeah, the Dolphins should draft Justin Fields. He, <laughs> he nailed that one, Colin. <laughs> but... um. Look, now Tua is growing into what we thought he would be. And what we thought that was is the best quarterback in the NFL. Now, no, he's not better than Mahomes, but he's 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 QB too. All right, he's definitely not the best quarterback in the league. I but didn't I'm say also he was. not but I'm but I'm also not gonna give Tua hate. He's been playing very well this season. I'm not gonna come on here and shit on shit on the Dolphins. You can't shit on the Dolphins when they're putting up this many points, this many touchdowns, this many yards. Tua's balling. Um, but he also has Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell. Um, by his side, which is is a great duo to have. Same with Jalen Hurts. He has 
AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, even though Devontae Smith last game was um, a shit show. Um, and now they added Julio Jones. I, I'm, I'm curious. I don't know if he, I don't know if he's 100% playing this week. I know he was elevated to the practice squad. Um, but everyone, watch out. Julio Jones is back, better than ever. Is he coaching or is he? Is he? I mean, he could coach. Tell Devontae how to catch the ball. Maybe that'll help us out. But I think he's going to be on the field in third corner on Julio Jones. Like. Couldn't ask for anything better than that. Wasn't I don't even remember. Julio was on the Bucks. He was on last the Bucks. He was also on the Titans. But you got to think about who's so throwing two years the ball. Yeah, Tom Brady. No, I'm talking about Tannehill. What about Tom Brady? I don't even think Julio really played that much. Yeah, I mean they were probably. I mean he had a tough receiver competition with Scotty Miller for the number. Three I'd rather spot. have Julio Jones as my wide receiver three than Quez Watkins right now. I mean that's fair, but Quez Watkins is terrible. Uh, Quez was actually one of my favorite players last year, unless he, I mean, he couldn't get a touchdown for his life, but that man gets deep balls all the time, and I love that. Um, I actually almost bought a Quez jersey. Good thing I didn't. Um, saved good money there. He'll probably be off the team next year because um, Julio's going to be here to stay. Is that is that what's going on? Julio's going to be there to yeah. stay? I actually uh, came up with some stats while, Uh-oh. you know, I was doing putting a little research into the Dolphins and seeing what's going on. Wait, um, before you say you came up, so these are fake stats. These are made up. You no, 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 no. Oh. It's actually on the Dolphins stats all right, website. So you found them. All right, yes. Let's let's hear it. All right, all right, all right. Let's see what we got here. I think that the defense for the Eagles is way better than the Dolphins. They went down 14-0 last week. I know, the great comeback against the Panthers. I got to give it to you. <laughs> oh, you must have been sweating with Bryce Young coming down there and, and wheeling and dealing um, in Miami. They yep. played the, Di- the Giants and the Panthers. Two of the worst teams in the league, and you guys are sitting pretty after you got whooped by the Bills. Like, you're coming into Philly. It's going to be a tough one for you. But the, the stats I wanted to go back on to the defense was, so far this season, um, the Dolphins' defense has not been putting pressure on the quarterback. They have six sacks through, what is it, six games? Seven games? What is six games? Eagles have 14. All right? They're going to be getting all over Tua. Tua's going to have no time to throw out to Tyreek all the way down the field. He's going to have a terrible day. Also, on third down conversions, the Eagles have a higher percentage than the Dolphins, which is very important. Um, and also, on fourth down conversions, the Eagles also have a higher percentage of converting those. Luckily, to the brotherly shove that the Dolphins can't execute or any other team in the league. Um, I see Jalen Hurts getting two of those touchdowns this come, upcoming week. Two brotherly shove touchdowns. Yeah, two of them. Is that? And, I mean, every time I have swift on my fantasy team, and every time, you know. I, I do get a little upset because they get to the one and, and Hurts just pushes it in. That's yeah. That's so. Wait, is, are those all the stats? Cause, so I can respond real quick. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, some of the stats I have, I have some for more later. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I don't mean to expose you like this. I didn't do the research, and this is your first time on the podcast. But you said we had six sacks on the season. Yes. There's zero chance that's correct because we had six sacks, I believe, against the Giants. So. Wherever you're let's let's look let's look let's go right. into the, the, the dolphin stats thing that I looked at. I actually should bring my computer out here because I do Okay, so full disclosure, we just looked at the Dolphins website. It does say they have six sacks. It's an incorrect statistic due to the website. So oh. so they actually do they have twenty one sacks on the season. So you were not incorrect. You looked at the Dolphins website. Well you were incorrect. You just the source was bad and the source just happens I mean, to be the team. It's just not a competent 
you know, organization not being able to update the stats right, um, not able to get my research right. I, I blame this fully on the Dolphins organization. I'll make sure to take this up with the, the general manager. Yeah, I mean, that's look, the Dolphins are too focused on actually winning football games and not throwing interceptions late in the game to lose to the Jets to be worrying about putting the correct stat, sack numbers on, on, the, on the field. The one thing I'll never games. forget about, we were, we were talking about this week for a while. We were talking about Eagles-Dolphins all, all, all offseason season. Um, once the schedules come out, preseason, think about Dolphins, Eagles, and every single week, Frisch would be like, can't wait for the Dolphins to come in undefeated to the link. Undefeated! They go to Buffalo and get absolutely torched. I mean, you're, you're, you go into Buffalo and you're about to come into Philly and think it's not going to be the same thing, you're out of your mind. Dude. Philly's a way, way more hostile environment to be in. Dude, it was just a trap game. We were coming off a 70-point game, and we were focused on a more uh, formidable opponent, the New York Giants. And we just, you know, look, sometimes you just get soaked. We had a bad game. That, yeah, you had, and, yep. and our bad game yep. happened to be against a really bad, uh, really good team. Your bad game is against the New York Jets. And can we, you're so t- let, let's be fair, let's be fair. The Jets have played very well against good teams, and I will stick to this comment. The Eagles play terribly against bad teams. It happens every year. Last year, they lost to Washington. It's a wake-up game. They end up in the Super Bowl. The same thing's going to happen this year. The Jets is a loss. Wake-up game. They're going to be in the Super Bowl again. Well, it does help that the third-best team, or I'll say because the Lions are good this year, that the third... Who's the, who's the three seed last year? The Vikings? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I don't even... Yeah, lost to Daniel Jones. So, yeah, and then the so, Eagles beat them like 35 nothing. So, I don't, it does help that, you know, you can get away... You only have to beat like one real football team and get to the Super Bowl. But, whatever, no, I'm not going to disrespect the Eagles, Ron. Look, the Eagles are a very good team. But, um... That's I, why I think, honestly, like... I think this could be also a Super Bowl matchup. Hey, look, it definitely can be a Super Bowl matchup. I mean, this is, this is the most exciting regular season game. The most excited I've ever been for a regular season game. I mean, this is, there's only a few, there's, there's six teams, I think, really five that, that could possibly be in the Super Bowl. From your conference, yeah. it's going to be you or the Niners, yeah. and from our conference. It, it's like, I would say. I don't, I, I know people are, I don't think the Chiefs are going to do it this year. I don't think they're, there's really, and to be honest about you guys, about the Chiefs, especially AFC though, there's no team that really scares me. I think, and I was saying this going into the year, I think we have the best roster in the league outside, like before the season, I was saying outside yeah. of Tua. Now, I was like, who are some other rosters that I think are comparable? You could say the Eagles have a better roster than us. You could say the Niners have a better roster than us. But it's all a roster, though. It's all on paper. It really comes down to any given Sunday. Well, exactly. But, but the point I was, I'm trying to make is that in the AFC, I was like, I think we match up outside of QB with any team. And I think we're outside. Take the QB away. We're way better than the Chiefs. We're way better than the Bills. And Tua's answered every question. So, as far as teams that strike fear to me, no one strikes fear, but I think I would put us at number one, and then I'd put you and San Fran, you know, right at number two and three. I mean, Eagles are obviously number one. Nope, but continue. But I will continue. I mean, I, I have no hate for the Dolphins. Uh, a lot of the, peop- the, the players we do work with are on the Dolphins, and I think they're going to have an amazing season, but this week it's just not it for them. I mean, it's going to be one of those losses that – um, makes a, a wake-up call for them as well. I know the, the Bills might have been, and they went and played the Giants and Panthers, big whoop. But, you know, it, I really do believe it could be a Dolphins-Eagles Super Bowl this year, and, and both of us will be in attendance, and maybe a fight will break out beforehand. But a lot of trash talk obviously will occur. Absolutely. Can I just say, because you're a for beating the Giants and Panthers, 
We did what we were supposed to do, did we not? Like you're talking about, we were down fourteen nothing. We won the game forty two to twenty. Yeah, how do you go down against the Panthers? Who cares? You guys went to overtime and made Sam Howell look like Tom Brady. Like you're talking, about, and we won the game by twenty. As I stated points. before, the Eagles play bad teams badly, and they play good teams great. So when you guys play bad teams badly, it's it's just normal. But when we play bad teams badly for six minutes and then win the game by twenty points and drop forty, it's like it's like oh yeah. I it's, mean, it's the the Dolphins hype. Of them scoring all these points and all this stuff is they're going against maybe a, a high school defense. All right, we scored seventy points. Yeah, seventy points against the Denver Broncos. Dude, who else is scoring seventy points? Dude, I, the only other team that scores seventy points is Deion Sanders and Shadur. Yeah, I mean exactly. That's okay. So another great offense. Actually, I mean not that great of an <laughs> offense right now. But dude, yeah, that's what like you're talking about. Okay, the Broncos aren't that good. That's fine. But like. Nobody else is putting up 70 points on any team ever is since I, I honestly I forget the year off the top. I, we could have scored we could have set the record if we wanted. That's the thing. No, we, I definitely think they could have set the record. And when you're scoring that many points at that point the team is so broken on the other side that anything's going to be a touchdown. Yeah, I mean that's what we do. We play bad teams and we break them and they don't even want to play anymore. You guys play teams like Washington with Sam Howell and you go to OT. I mean, still wins a win. At the end of the day, wins a win and and we move on and uh, I want to tr- transition this to a trivia segment real quick. All right, let's hear it. All right, I want you to name a couple of players that both played on the Eagles and Dolphins. Okay, Kiko Alonso, Byron Maxwell. Kiko Alonso, one of the worst trades in the history of the NFL, but continue. Yeah, that was <laughs> I mean, how do you... Don't even get me started on Chip Kelly in this podcast. When I was younger, I literally just burned... 50 fucking pictures of him in my backyard just burning Chip Kelly, burning Chip Kelly right after that trade happened. Yeah, I mean, I would do the same thing too. Um, Jai played on both teams. Mm-hmm. How, many, how many are you looking there's, for? There's a really interesting one that maybe not that many people know about. Can I get like a year period? Like is he, it like a historic? How about this? Is He's like, a coach in the NFL right now. Okay. Uh, he played... On the Eagles and Dolphins. Okay, so he played a while ago. Yes. Okay, that's what I was trying to get at. Is he, is he a current guy? Did he play a while ago? Uh, he's a coach in the NFL. Hmm. Well, it's not Bill Belichick. No. Um, and it's definitely Bill not Belichick Bill. would put up 70 as a running back against the Broncos defense. In our offense, he probably would. I mean, that's the thing. We can run on anyone. Hmm. Um, a current coach. You can't, you can't run on the Eagles, though. They're, they're de- their front seven is unstoppable. Yeah, but you're gonna have your line. Also, with your, I'm also not impressed by your line play right now. Who do you think is the number one rushing offense in the NFL? Yeah, they haven't played the number one defense in the, in the NFL in terms of rushing, not passing. Because I, I I do not like the Eagles' pass defense right now. They need to work on it. But the rush, they they shut down every team. No, all right, I do want to. I, I don't. Can you get? Can I, can I get another hint? Yeah, here's your, go. Well, I need a hint. Oh, you need another hint. Um. Like where where is he coach? What what conference he, is he coach? I, if I if I say this, it probably will give it away, but might as well. He was part of the Eagles staff re- in in the recent years, but he also played. Uh, oh, I know I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh no, I don't. It's not Jonathan Gannon. No. He didn't play. Do you for- want another hint? Yeah, he's a Super Bowl ring with the Dolphins. With the, the Eagles. Eagles. Uh, as a coach or as a player? As a coach. Uh, Doug Peterson? There it is. Really? Yeah. Oh. Isn't that crazy? That I mean, I didn't crazy. know that until I, I, I knew a couple of other guys like Matt Collins and, oh, and, yeah. some, and, some, and some other guys like Troy Vincent and Duke Riley and 
But Duke, yeah. when I saw Doug Peterson, I was shocked. I, I didn't know he was on the Dolphins. I always knew he was on the Eagles at some point, though. I feel like there's, there's definitely a lot of guys that are like on both teams for like one second also. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just the, those fringe guys that are uh, – um, but yeah. yeah. No, the guys that just move around and get a couple teams and then retire. That's usually what happens. But one thing I want to get back to is why the Eagles are going to beat the Dolphins. Yep, has see. nothing to do with what's on the field. has nothing to do with – Who's playing, doesn't matter what the play is, blah, blah, blah. Kelly Green Knight in the link. I'll have my A.J. Brown jersey rocking, the new jerseys. Think about it. The Eagles don't lose in their black uniforms, and now they're introducing a Kelly Green. It's, like, superior to that. They're going to dominate. The link's going to be so rowdy. Frisch might get in a couple fights if he's screaming too much during the game. Um, But, yeah, the Kelly Green jerseys is going to be the magical push for the Eagles win. Dude, the Kelly Green, like, first of all, you, you talk about how, like, you're, you don't lose in the black jerseys. You play, like, you've played, like, three real football teams in the, in the past two years. Like, what are, what are we even talking Our schedule is easy. Like, who have you guys played? Honestly, they, the black jerseys are worn during the most pivotal games of the season, in my opinion, when they have to go against their own division, taking down the Cowboys, Giants with ease. Um, also, I believe they've beaten the Patriots and the Saints as well. Um, I know you might say the Patriots are the worst team in the league right now, but we're talking about history here with uh, Tom Brady. and um, They get it done in the black jerseys every single time, and now that the Kelly Green jerseys are back out and new, um, it's over with the Dolphins. So just first of all, you've just been clowning us for beating the Giants by 15 points. Now you're talking about how you will beat them in your black jerseys. And now, I mean, this is the least relevant thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So you're switching from black jerseys to green jerseys, and that somehow means that, that that's going to play a role in the sun. I mean, you need – here. There is the, – the mentality of look good, feel good, play good is massive in the NFL. Well, That's I, why Tyreek doesn't wear the socks because he looks good. Feels good and he plays well, right? So the Eagles are gonna have the Kelly Greens on. Everyone's gonna be playing amazing, and it's gonna be over with. Tyreek could could not wear shoes and would be going for two hundred yards a game. I, I do agree with that. I mean, yeah, he could. He's he's, he's the best wide receiver right now in the NFL. Listen, for I, sure. I'm just saying, if that's what you guys need to do, like after after this past Sunday, you guys clearly need some sort of spark. It's not gonna come from your quarterback or anybody on your. I'll team. tell you what's gonna happen in the game to get, to get everything. Change. Oh, let's hear it. Tyreek's gonna catch a deep ball, yeah, and Reed Blankenship's gonna come across the field and knock him. Dude, he's not knocking. And he's gonna fumble the ball, and it's gonna go out of bounds. Mm -hmm. But that's gonna be the play that switches the game. Dude, Reed Blankenship. Isn't there a kicker? Reed Blanken named Blankenship somewhere. Yeah, but this Blankenship, honestly, like he's one of my favorite Eagles. I'm not gonna lie on this. He's like, even though people don't really know who he is, Marcus Epps. Marcus Epps used to be on the Eagles, now he's on the Raiders. But when he was with the Eagles, it was that guy that would just fly downfield. Every hit he would have is a hard hit. Like Malcolm Jenkins, he would hit hard. Dawkins would hit hard. Blankenship hits hard. And what is it, his second year in the league? And he's playing unreal for, for – I mean, he did get blindside blocked, even though I will admit that blindside block was a little bogus. Oh, yeah, that was a terrible um, I'm kind of anti the league getting soft like that. So he did – I mean, that shouldn't have been a flag. Um, but he's he's one of my Eagles that's one of the biggest standouts this year and last year who's really taking over that role for Gardner Johnson, who's kind of distracted right now with the Debo beef going on. Yeah, I mean, that's – dude, well, first of all, yeah, I mean, your boy got absolutely cracked last week, and um, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, people, like, people get cracked. If, uh, everyone in the NFL has been cracked. Yeah, I mean, 
I yeah. If you think he's not, he's not cracking Tyreek Hill. I mean, the best receivers have been cracked. If you think about like Antonio Brown, that's why he acts like this right now. He's yeah, been exactly. Cracked. He's been cracked yeah, too a, many times. It's a great example. He had a great end to his career. Yeah. <laughs> Did but, you see what happened with him recently? Uh, he actually got arrested for not paying his child support. So I guess he doesn't have all this money he talks about. Yeah, probably not. Um, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. But um, I also wanted to give a shout out to the man, the legend, Jason Kelsey. For his 144th consecutive game played, I mean, what an amazing like accomplishment! Imagine playing 144 games and not getting hurt in the NFL. Also playing center where you're knocking heads every play. I mean, guys falling left and right on your legs. He's just he's just an animal. Yeah, I mean, well, look, and, and no disrespect to Kelsey. Kelsey's a legend, but um, did you see what Orlovsky was saying? He was saying that Kelsey is more valuable because they were talking about the most valuable players outside of quarterback. He's saying Kelsey's more valuable than Tyree Kill. You agree with that? That's a hard debate. I would. I honestly think, yeah. I think Jason <laughs> Kelsey is more valuable than Tyree Kill right now. He's in charge of that O line. You don't just. I played center in high school. I know. Oh, I didn't play in college or the NFL. I played in high school. It is a difficult job where you have to read the defense and assign the blocks to every single person on the line, and also to be playing this many years and at this efficiency is a key for the Eagles. I- I wish we had a video of this because there's there's 32 teams in the NFL. Take the Dolphins and Eagles out, right? There's 30 other teams, 30 offenses. Look at me with a straight face and tell me that adding Jason Kelsey to any of those 30 offenses in the league will improve it. Will improve it more than adding Tyree Kill to one of those 30 offenses. I think it. I, I think it will improve teams' offensive line, which is probably one of probably the most important thing. As you've seen, the Eagles make the Super Bowl. The O line's playing amazing. They're able to run the ball for 15, 10 yards a pop. I would even argue that your offense, there, there more of a difference was made than, well, I guess Kelsey's been starting on the game, so you can't sit, sit, say what they would look like without him. But A.J. Brown, I would argue, means more to your offense than Kelsey does. Well, your offense was I, terrible I, before A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, I mean, it wasn't terrible before A.J. Brown. Um, it wasn't, A.J. It wasn't Brown's good, also though. an amazing receiver. Um, I, I, Jason Kelsey's a once-in-a-lifetime player. Same with Tyreek Hill. Um, it's just it's so hard to compare the two because – an offensive line is is a whole unit, and Tyree Kill is one person. Yeah, he's controlling the whole unit. Yeah, I mean, I see. I, I think unless you're a left tackle or, to his case, right tackle, I don't think you can say that. I think the center is more important than the left tackle. The center is telling the left tackle who to even block. The center tells every single guy what's about to happen. Where's the Where's the the blitz coming from? What's the assignment? Which way we're shifting? Which way? It's it's a lot. He he's been doing it for. What is it like over ten years now? Like, and he's still that dominant. It's it's impressive. I don't think Tyreek's gonna be having as long as a career as Jason Kelsey, and Kelsey gets hit way more than Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but he doesn't take the type of hits that Tyreek I mean, takes. I mean, this is head to head hits all the time. I mean, Tyreek Tyreek doesn't need to take the hits. He's too fast for everyone. So That's, it's not it's not like he's taking as many hits. And he's gonna be too he's gonna be too fast for Reed Blankenship this Sunday. Uh, I mean, he might. I think he'll have 150 yards and a touchdown, but. Dolphins will still have an L. So I think he needs. I think it's one eighty-eight to get to a thousand yards through seven games. You think he's? You think he's not going to get that or what? I don't think he'll get it this week. Honestly, um, I think he will get to that two thousand mark by the end of the season. Um, the extra game does help, even though I think he'll reach the two thousand before that extra game. Um, but I, I don't. I think this game is going to be. It's going to cut it short where he's going to need like ten more yards. Did the Dolphins have a home game next week? 
Uh, the Dolphins next week, yeah, we're home against the Patriots. Exactly, so that's going to be the perfect time for him to get the 1,000 yards against the Patriots. Nah, we don't worry about that stuff. Like, I mean, the Patriots could win that game. Do we want to get into that? <laughs> <laughs> Patriots are where they – listen, we're, we're, not, we're not the Eagles. We, we don't go – I mean, what were you guys, six-point favorites? What were you for six-point? The, uh, the, the Jets? Jets game, yeah. Um, I, honestly, the line was – the one thing I'll always say mm-hmm. is Eagles' lines are just false. Like, they, they – People cover that all the time, but the wins is what matter. It doesn't matter at the end of the day when you see their record. But people do cover their spreads. I mean, the spread this week's minus two for the Eagles. I honestly thought um, it should be even, but Eagles being home gives that that little push. And also, I think maybe they should add a point for the Kelly Green Knight. Oh my god! <laughs> for the Kelly Green Knight, give me give me a break. You guys, I can't wait for you guys to get smoked in your Kelly Green jersey. Um, all right, so all right, so with all with all that said, what's what's your score prediction? Obviously, I'm taking the birds. Yep, mistake. Um, I think the birds are are gonna get it done. It's gonna be it's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be high scoring. I'm going with 35-31 Eagles. Interesting, interesting. Should we should we get better? What, what do you, no, what are you thinking now? I want to see I want to see what you're thinking on the score prediction with your 70 points. Tyree kills about to have four touchdowns and 100 million yards. Dude, but, you want you want to know my score prediction? Yeah, you have to listen to the next segment. Oh, okay. I already have it, though. I guess you'll tell me off the air. Yeah, I will, I will tell you off the air. You'll see. It's, it's, more, it's more than a four. It's, it's a multi-possession victory. That's, that's what I'm thinking about. Oh, you think it's going to be a slaughter? No, I, don't think, I know. Oh, you know, huh? Yeah, I know. I essentially, I mean, I don't want to say I have a crystal ball, but, like, I, I already know what happens. But, I mean, any, anyone that's... I mean, you also said you knew that the Dolphins would be going undefeated, guaranteed, into this week to beat the Eagles. And, and one of those things is already wrong, so the, the next thing is going to be wrong. Well, first well. of all, I'll say two things about that. One, nobody in the league is undefeated. <laughs> Number two, I knew that, too. I was just trying to throw you off. you got to give some victories to, to the people sometimes. They can't, you know... People find out that you know about the future. They might start asking questions that... I mean, the Giants also almost beat the Bills. What does that have to say about your loss to the Bills? Yeah, I mean, the Bills today was just a terrible game. I never said... Like, Same I, thing with the Eagles. I that think the game? Bills are terrible. I'm not so, coming out here and saying, like, the Bills are a great team. I think the I mean, Bills I are think, garbage. I don't think the Bills are garbage. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, look, we view other teams different ways. My team is the best in the league, so I see terrible teams like the Bills as terrible. Your team is like... Your team's up there, but there aren't that many... But let's, let's, let's think about this. You're, you think your team's the best in the league, right? Yep. Um, just because of this season? Yeah. Yeah? So the history has nothing to do with it. Last year has no impact on this series, in your opinion. When would you... When, Dad, you, when have the Dolphins really gotten to the run of the playoffs? Where they have the, the home field advantage and really feeling themselves, you know, oh, we're going to take this team down to the playoffs made to the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I can't even remember what the last time the Dolphins did, did something like that. What year did you win the Super Bowl? What was that? 2018? 2017? 2017. 2017, 2017 yeah, senior year. 2018. And then they made it last year after an amazing season by Jalen Hurts. And, and I mean, they should have won the game. The defense didn't play well that game. If they did, they would have won. And Wait. also, I, I'm, not, I'm not over here going to be crying and hooting about a, a, a referee call. Um, bad call, but I'm not going to be like, oh, like it shouldn't have been called. Look, I look. I'll, I'll give you. First of all, I thought the call was terrible. It was, but I just want to address your point. You're talking about just history matters. So, how many Super Bowls did the Eagles have in their franchise history before they won the Super Bowl in 2017? They just had zero. All right. Okay. Like they had they had some World Championships. Yeah. Before the Super Bowl was a thing. Yeah. But 
How, they have one now, and they're going to be getting another one this year. How many? How many Super Bowls had? Well, I'm making the point. So, so they didn't have any Super Bowls. I'm talking like history, Bowl. not in like history of the whole. Ent- I mean, the team's not that. I mean, how many guys did the Dolphins acquire this year? Like, I mean, they got Ramsey. He got hurt. Um, that's really tough. But the, the Dolphins. The key have been players have all been there. Tua, Tyreek, Waddle. Yeah, they've been there. How did they do uh, last year? Well, Tua got hurt. Uh, so you should be a little worried with the edges with Brandon Graham. The GOAT, Josh Sweat, um, Hassan Reddick, Barnett, Jalen Carter, Cox, all these guys get a, get a pounce on him. I, can he, I don't know. Can he take a hit? I, yeah. mean, I don't know if he could take a hit. I mean, has he taken a hit this season that's serious? Not yet. He's taking, we'll see he's, what he took hits against the Bills, and he knows jiu-jitsu now. So. Oh, he knows jiu-jitsu, so he's going to just get hit and then start grappling. That's No, he's, he's going to roll over, and he's going to be fine. That's what he's been doing. So uh, is the next thing we're going to see, instead of Jake Paul fighting, it's going to be D- Dylan Dennis. Versus uh, Tua in in the ring. Not nah, Tua or Dylan Dennis doesn't want that matchup. <laughs> I think Dylan Dennis loses that one too. I mean, yeah, he loses. I mean, that guy. Yeah, he he had a tough fight. Um, anyway, are you are you interested in making a bet for this game? Oh yeah, for sure. All right, so the loser has to come on here. All right, and sing sing the fight song of the other team. All right, but we also have to rock each other's jerseys for that whole day. Yeah, I mean, if you're at work, you don't have to do it during work because that's a little crazy. Yeah. But um, during, the, during the singing, of course. All right, sounds good. All right, well, uh, all right, any, anything else? Or uh, we got your – what's your prediction again? 35-31 birds, and I'm very excited to, you know, go to this game with Frischman. Um, we're definitely going to tailgate pretty hard, make sure he can uh, stay awake during the game and doesn't get too uh, – too belligerent that he gets in a fight with some some Eagles fans. I highly recommend you bring a sign that says you're you're a nice Miami fan, so you don't get heckled too much. Yep, I'm not worried about getting heckled. Well, uh, it was great having you on. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Fresh. Listen, I've never been more fired up for a football game in my entire life. I'm ready to smash my head through my wall right now. I'm serious. I'm ready to teleport to this Sunday. I mean. We're talking about the Miami Dolphins in a Super Bowl preview on Sunday Night Football in Philadelphia. Are you kidding me? And we're only one and a half point underdogs? Listen, I'm not a professional gambler, so don't take my advice. But you should be taking the Dolphins on the alternate line. That's what we're going to be doing this week. Final score... Miami Dolphins, 35. Philadelphia Eagles, 14. Mike McDaniel, Tua and Tyreek, we jump on them early. And we do not look back. And we leave the stadium at 11.30. The fans will leave at approximately 11.30. And the players will leave at, I don't know, whatever it is, 12.30 or 1.30. With a 6-1 record. To those of you who made it to the end, thank you for listening. Fins up. See you next week.